You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Hour one in the books. It's time for hour two now here on this Super Bowl 57 Eve on a Saturday. 757 Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Larry King Law. With the coach Ed Young, I am Matt Hatfield, A.J. Risser, other side of the glass. And Mr. Risser brings us our, we do buy or sell, we do more or less, we do over or under. And everybody's putting some coins down and into more or less over or under when it comes to the Super Bowl and all the props. And we've got some today, Super Bowl style for us. And AJ brings us those, including one that has a local 757 twist to it. How are we doing, by the way? Is everyone doing good today? We are just fabulous. Yeah, that, the last two music you <laughs> played, there you go. That, that, that's my stuff. That was that's that Wild stuff. Cherry, the last one you just did, right? Wild Cherry. Isn't I that, mean, you, you do realize that, that was like a soda it's, flavor. It's literally just a rotator. I think you guys were the ones that put these songs in there. Did we? Oh, maybe we did. I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't put no country music in. I can tell you that right now. I mean, I like country music. I like it, but the beat is what gets me. All right. What's our first right, over-under? Let's, let's move on here. So the first uh, over-under, combined sacks. For the two local defensive linemen from Hampton Roads in Sunday's Super Bowl, Eagles uh, defensive end Josh Sweat out of Chesapeake's Oscar Smith High, and Chiefs uh, uh, Derek Noddy, defensive tackle from uh, Virginia Beach's uh, Ocean Lakes, over-under is at one and a half. Going over-under, they combine for one and a half. Really? I'm jumping up. First of all, Mahomes is not 100%. He'll be better than people think. Sweat's going to get to him, I think. He might get there twice. Yeah, because they're going to concentrate on the other guy. Who's the other Philly? Um, Derek Nani? Ru- no. Ru- the Ru- Philly. Philly lineman who's the, the top. Brandon, uh, Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick coming off the edge. Hassan Reddick. Former Cardinal. Yeah, they're going to be all over Hybrid him. guy. So I think Sweat can get one. Now, Nani's going to have a little bit tougher time. It's a little bit harder to get to, I think, to get to Hurts. But, oh, I think I could see two sacks. Well, if he gets him, he's going to give him a Hurts donut. Get it? Hurts donut. All right. Another one of my man. Bad. Are, I know. I am so. See what I got to work that. with AJ. Did this you is... get, did you get enough sleep last night, Matt? No, I didn't. If you want the answer, thanks to Shay Gildas Alexander, which is another story for our time, and I'm gonna leave that alone. That's why when we have Hatfield free Saturdays. It's calm. But I'm gonna go with the under. I'm gonna be the the Debbie Downer today. I just look. I think Sweat's having a great year. Naughty has played particularly well at times. Uh, but I don't. I don't think they'll get the sacks. I think they'll end up with one total. I think Sweat will get one and Naughty get shut out. So I'm going to go under. You break the tie here. AJ. I mean, you, you look at that AFC Championship game, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, whichever team makes the the Super Bowl between these two, the Phillies defensive line is going to have a field day on them. So now you have you sure Patrick. Oh, I mean, you're talking about the Eagles, who what led the league in sacks this year. You talk about that AFC Championship and Patrick Mahomes. Even though they won, and he always looks incredible, he did not look that comfortable in that game. But how many sacks did the Chiefs give up during the regular season? Was it like 28? They didn't give up a whole bunch of sacks. I don't think this offensive line is as bad as the one Playoffs that got tattooed a, by Tampa. Playoffs are a completely different story. Well, I I, I'm going to take the over in this. I think they at least, at least two total. That's what I okay. say. I think right. I think two. You guys take the over. All I'll right. Be, I'll be the negative guy today. What's next? Moving on here. Passing yards by Chiefs quarterback and NFL MVP Patrick Mahomes 
Uh, he threw for 270 yards in a Super Bowl loss to the Bucks and 286 in the comeback win over the Niners. Uh, the Eagles held Daniel Jones and three different San Francisco passers to a total of 230 passing yards. And, uh, and that was over the previous two playoff games combined without a touchdown pass. So over and under, over under on uh, Patty Mahomes, 292 and a half. I'm going to go over. I know the Eagles defense is playing lights out. I do think this game will be a high-scoring game, and they have Darius Slay to take away one side of the field. But KC will get their yardage, not with the wide receivers, which are banged up, whether it's Tony, Smith-Schuster, fill-in-the-blank. It's going to be Travis Kelsey in the backs. Pacheco here, McKinnon there, a little dump-off, stink-and-dunk, screen game, if you will. Andy Reid's terrific design in that Eric Bien-Ami too. I think he'll get a lot of those yards late second half, maybe a couple long drives. I think he'll get to right about 295, 305. I'm going to take the over, Ed. I'm going slightly under. Really? I'm going to go slight. I want to take over with Holmes. I'm thinking 300 is a guarantee, but something tells me in this game, 280. Okay. So I'm, I'm guessing with you saying that, they're not going to be playing from behind, having to just chuck it down the field, throw it, throw it, throw They might have a lead run, try to run the ball a little bit more, use some clock, yeah, and be play I, more I, conservative I, than aggressively. I don't. I just don't think they can. They're going to just. He's going to swing the ball over the field with the Eagles defense. All right, AJ gets to break the tie again. You with Ed again, or are you with me this time? I'm actually going to take the over there on this. Oh, I, I I have not. Watching the Kansas City uh, run game has is, is not been very impressive no, to me. Really. I don't think they I, I don't think they made the right choice by just completely ignoring Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I know he's had some issues holding on to the ball. Well, he was an actor for a while. He just got he, reactivated, yeah. yeah. And, and he was a big part of that, and, and no midway doubt. through the year, they were kind of like, eh. We're going to give Pacheco a shot. And nothing against him, but he has just not looked impressive to me. I think this is going to be a shootout. I'm throwing that right out there right now. I'm with you, too. I'm going to take the, the, the over. The rushing yards the last game, to your point, which is spot on, only 42 yards rushing on literally 20 carries. So they're going to throw it 43. They're going to throw it 2-1. to one. So I'm with you 100%. What's next? Moving on here, uh, speaking of rushing. Rushing yards by Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, who had seven games of, of 50 yards rushing or more during the regular season, uh, though was held to 39 yards on 11 attempts in the title game of the NFC versus San Fran and 34 yards rushing on nine carries in the divisional round against the Giants. So rushing yards by quarterback Jalen Hurts, the over-under set at 49 and a half. Does Hurts get to 50-plus, Ed? You take an over or under? So far, you've taken an over and an under. You go first. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna look at this. He's gonna yeah, pass it I'm to me. He doesn't want to run the ball. He wants to pass it. I, I think I'm deferring to kick. And I think the Eagles will get out to the first half lead. Chiefs will come back second half. I'll tell you how, how the game's gonna play out with the final score in a minute. But I don't know. Even though he's got the whole shoulder issue, I don't know if he's gonna take off and get a lot of rushing yards. I think he'll get about thirty to forty and just be just under. I know I'm going all these against the Eagles so far. I'm gonna go just under it for me. How about you, AJ? As Ed will wait to make a pick. I'm actually going to go over on this. Are you? Okay. And what's what's weird is we never really think about the Kansas City defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their passing defense has been middle of the road, but you know if you look at it, I believe they're a top ten uh, rushing defensive team here. And because of that, I'm not expecting. We talked about Pacheco. I'm not expecting a lot from guys like Miles Sanders and everyone else in that backfield for Philly. And because of that, because this is going to be a shootout, I think you're really going to see Jalen Hurts utilize those those legs. So I'm I am taking the over. All right, you almost told me to change my pick. How about you, Ed? Are you going to go with him on this? I was going to go under. But he convinced you. And he's, he's, he's grabbed me and pulled me over the line. That's what I'm good for. 
Yeah, AJ's a son of a gun. I'm going to go with... That's you. You're the son of a gun. I'm going over slightly. I, I think he will All go right. over slightly. All right, we got two more. What's next? I tell you, those those son of a guns you guys keep dropping today wow. really have me on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Don't worry. All right, uh, let's, let's move on here. Number of non-offensive touchdowns. Ooh. So, obviously, either a touchdown scored on defense or special teams. Uh, in Super Bowl 57, there hasn't been a touchdown on defense or special teams in any of the past five Super Bowls. Really? The last defensive or special teams touchdown in a Super Bowl was by Falcons defensive back Robert Alford on an 82-yard pick six of Tom Brady in Super Bowl 51. So I remember that. The over-under is at .5. Will there be a defensive touchdown or special teams score? It hasn't happened in wow. five, six Super Bowls. Looks like we're due, though. Well, the thing is, will these offenses be mistake-prone for it to happen, or will there be a special teams breakdown? Remember, Sky Moore had that punt return that set Casey up to win it against Cincy. What do you think? Over or under 0.5 on the defense special team score? We just need one by either Keep, team. Stop the drumming. we gotta, we got to get an answer and go to break because we got a special guest coming after I'm going over. I'm going to go, gonna go I'm gonna, over. I'm going to say we're going to see one. We're going to see one, maybe a pick six. I don't know you if we're going to get a punt return. I'm agreeing it. with you, which scares the daylights out of me on this prop here. AJ, are you going to make it a sweep here and go with us, or do you say this? the odds are to say no? I'm going to continue to connect the dots of everything that I've said because okay. Jalen Hurts is going to be running around a lot. Mm-hmm. He is going to be the one to make the big oh. mistake in this. I am taking the over. Juan Thornhill maybe out of UVA Alta Vista going to pick six there. And our last one has to do with singing, doesn't it? All righty here. So, of course, it's always the question, that the, the hot topic, the national anthem. This year, uh, the national anthem is going to be sung by country music artist Chris Stapleton. Uh, it is worth noting that three of the last four anthems have gone over the total since Luke Bryan and Pink went under the total in Super Bowls 51 and 52, respectively. So the over-under on the length of the National Anthem is 1 minute, 59 seconds. Oh, that's going over. Those country guys can uh, drag it out. That's going over. That's a locker right there, Ed. Over. Over. That's a lock, right, AJ? It's a, that's it's tough. A I mean, as someone that actually listens to Chris Stapleton, I mean, he's... He's, he's good. I don't he's know good. if he's good if he drags he's things out, it. though. It'll go 2 minutes and 12 seconds. You can book it. Uh, I... I I say two oh three. I'll go. Yeah, I'll, I'll go <laughs> over. The exact second. Look I'll at take us. the over. We have no lives, and we're going with the exact second on an anthem. People are sitting there going, "What are these? What is wrong with these guys?" Two oh three. I got inside info. Two oh three says Ed. All right, when you get that right and you miss the coin toss, I'm going two twelve. All right, that's going to conclude over or under. But coming up next, we are supposed to be joined by Dannon Hughes. He is not only a football analyst and commentator for the weekly Missouri Valley Football Conference Game of the Week, but he's a former member of the Kansas City Chiefs who played at Iowa, now a color analyst for KC. We actually reached out to both him and Mike Quick of the Eagles. Never heard back from Mike, but we've got Dan and Hughes scheduled to join us next right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And we're now joined by a special guest here on the eve of the Super Bowl, which you can catch right here in Hampton Roads on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 through our friends at Westwood One. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in a showdown that has a lot of local flavor on the field here from the 757. We're pleased to be joined by the former Chiefs standout and now radio analyst for Kansas City. You can follow him on Twitter at 
D.A. Hughes Guy 83. Dannon Hughes with us. Dannon, thank you for taking the time. A big matchup tomorrow with Kansas City and Philadelphia. And I think back in September, as these two teams were revving up, we looked at this as a possible matchup, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, congratulations to both organizations getting to the promised land, as I've said all season. And, you know, as you mentioned, one of the top teams. But even before that, I think you had a lot of pundits, a lot of so-called experts that counted out in some way, shape, or form each of these organizations as even having a possibility of getting here. So I think it's a credit to the coaching, the leadership, the draft, especially for us, retooling the way we did retool. Uh, But it's definitely a huge accomplishment when you're talking about being in three out of the last four Super Bowls, hosting the last five AFC championships, and now putting ourselves one game away from winning another Super Bowl. So special time indeed to be a Chiefs fan, and I think it's going to be a great matchup. There are storylines galore, particularly with Andy Reid facing his former franchise. You have two terrific quarterbacks, the two-time MVP and Patrick Mahomes for KC, Jalen Hurts for Philadelphia. We've got local ties here from our area here in Hampton Roads with Derek Noddy on the Chiefs on the defensive line, Josh Sweat for the Eagles on the defensive line. And you being a uh, stellar athlete who was not only an NFL player for the Chiefs and stood out at Iowa, but was a draft pick of the Milwaukee Brewers in baseball. I'm sure you like the receivers, the pass catchers, the Devontae Smiths, the A.J. Browns, the Travis Kelseys, but there's a lot of talk about not just the receivers, the pass rushers. What's the match? matchup or a game within the game that most strikes you about this one? So I've been told, I've, I've had to correct myself, guys, throughout this postseason in not calling our rookies rookies because technically I guess they are first-year guys now because they've played all of these games. But I'd say when you talk about the wide receivers that you guys have, the playmaking ability of Jalen Hurts, three of our top four corners are rookies. One of our top three safeties is a rookie. At any given time on our defense, we'll have six first-year guys on the field, and they've excelled. And they're not – we're not talking about, like, uh, sauce from the Jets. We're not talking about top ten picks or top five picks. Trent McDuffie, uh, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, guys from Fayetteville State and Washington State, late-round picks that are contributing consistently. I think of the first time ever, last week we had two interceptions against Joe Burrow. First time ever, both of those interceptions were rookies that got them. So I feel like the big playability of both of those receivers for the Eagles against our rookies is probably the matchup that first comes out to mind. And then you go into the trenches with their D-line, They've been phenomenal this year. Uh, 70, what is it, 78 sacks on the season. 50 of those sacks have come with only a three or four man rush, which, if there's any kind of kryptonite for any team, especially a heavy passing team, it's when you can get pressure on the quarterback without having to blitz. So that would probably be the close second as far as the matchup that I'd be looking at uh, in regards to this game. We're chatting with Dannon Hughes. He's part of the broadcast team for the Kansas City Chiefs who take on the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow in Super Bowl 57. It's 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Our Super Sunday coverage begins at 2 o'clock Eastern on Sunday right here on 94.1, Ed. Hey, Dan, this is Ed Young. Uh, pleasure to have you coming on. Well, what we'd like to do with a lot of our guests is real quick background on you because I keep hearing you say we with the Chiefs. And, and Matt alluded to the fact that you played 
Can you give us a rundown of your college uh, college days and then into the pros? All right. So, yeah, I'm born and raised in Bayonne, New Jersey, about five minutes from New York City, and uh, made it out to University of Iowa, a little bit of a culture shock. But uh, it was a great time. I played baseball and football there. Head coach was Hayden Fry. My, one of the assistant coaches was Bill Snyder, so a great coaching tree that I learned how to really understand and play the game of football. I also played baseball there. I was a third-round pick with the Milwaukee Brewers. Played two seasons in their system before the Chiefs drafted me. And uh, then I gave up baseball and came to the Chiefs. Played for six years. I was a team captain for four of those years, uh, all under Marty Schottenheimer during the, the early to mid-'90s. Had some great teams, great teammates, a lot of Hall of Famers that I played with. Uh, special time, and I've been able to transition into the broadcasting world uh, since football. And I am one of the—I I believe I'm the only analyst that uh, that does currently college baseball, college basketball, college football, and professional football all at the same time. So that's what I grew up around sports. And I've been very fortunate to, you know, stay connected for all these years. And I got to tell you, I'm a big time card collector. When Matt said you were coming on, he asked me if I've heard him. I said, yes, I got a couple of his cards. I said, I should send it to him and, and see if he'd sign them. But I'm always fearful of things getting lost in the mail. Oh, yeah. You send them, I'll sign them. I, I get those pretty often. Uh, and, yeah. I didn't know that having a unique name when I grew up, when people used to make fun of me, call me Dan and Yogurt, but now Danon kind of stands out, so I'm good with it. Yeah, you're the only one I think it has it, so that's you should be proud of that. Now, you mentioned Marty Schottenheimer. Marty coached here in the Virginia Beach area with the uh, Virginia Beach Destroyers and, and a different type of league. Um, you got a quick Marty Schottenheimer story because he was a longtime vet in, in, as a player and a coach. Well, Marty, you know, the, the first story that comes out in regards to Marty is his hatred for the Raiders. Now, I, I hate to admit it, but when I was growing up, I kind of liked the Raiders. You know, you're talking about Lester Hayes, the mean style of football, the attitude, you know, Marcus Allen, who wound up being my teammate for five years with the Chiefs, was one of my favorite running backs. But when I came to Kansas City, I always say that great coaches are great brainwashers. And because they make you believe stuff that maybe you don't you never would have believed before and uh so it, it was special to have marty as a passionate head coach because he absolutely hated the raiders absolutely hated the raiders so i wind up guess what hating the raiders and uh he was passionate I, i'll give you a quick story about our team back then no matter who we played the week before the raiders no matter what game it was he would have the equipment guys go into the locker room right at the end of that game. We hadn't even celebrated the win or, uh, you know, lamented the loss or done anything. The whole locker room had signs around it saying it's Raiders week. F the Raiders, hate the Raiders, it's time for Raiders. We were like, we didn't even celebrate beating the last team yet, and we're already focused on the Raiders. That's how much disdain he had for them. It's funny you said that. I'm a big-time Raider fan. Always have been. And I remember back in the days when five seconds after kickoff, you had a fight between the Raiders and Chiefs. Traditionally. Oh, yeah. Traditionally. Yep, that's you how it was. It's still, to this day, I don't know if it's a rivalry as much 
because we've dominated that matchup for a long time, but there's still the hatred. There's still the old school Chiefs fans that remember the days, Ben Davidson, uh, body slam yes. and Len Dawson. Yes. That's where it all started. And uh, it's carried on to a lot of epic fights uh, during that rivalry. Now, did I have to ask, did you all get in one when you were playing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was like, you know, a hockey fight where they dropped, where they dropped the gloves at, at face-off. Like, it was automatic. You just kind of figured out, okay, who's go, who is it going to be this game? Like, this time when we play the Raiders, is it going to be one of us against their defensive backs? Or is it going to be one of our offensive linemen? Who's it going to be? But it was a, a foregone conclusion that it was going to be somebody fighting. Wow. That's great. That's good stuff. A few more minutes here with Dana and Hughes. So kind of join us here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1757 Saturday Sports Talk before tomorrow's. Super Bowl 57 matchup, which you can hear right here in Hampton Roads, beginning at 2 o'clock with Kansas City taking on Philadelphia. And Dana, you know, it's interesting. A lot of the pundits out there are really siding with Philadelphia, I think, because for, for obvious reasons, they've played terrific at this point. They blew out the Giants. San Francisco didn't have a quarterback. They tackled the, min- the Niners rather easily. KC had a bit of a harder time with Cincinnati and with Jacksonville in their AFC playoff matchups, but maybe a tougher conference the AFC than the NFC. Are you so surprised that, that the pundits out there are leaning – a lot with Philadelphia more than KC and not giving the Chiefs as great a chance as they got in the first two Super Bowls they played with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes leading the way? I'm not surprised. I mean, that's a credit to the Philadelphia Eagles and their organization, the way they play on the field, how they've won, uh, being dominant in the NFC for just about the entire season, or especially every game that Jalen Hurts has played. Uh, But, you know, this is kind of par for the course for the Chiefs. Uh, teams, the league, the experts counted us out when we traded away Tyreek Hill, and we've kind of we were the first team in NFL history to have to play the first eight games of the season against teams that had a winning record in the pre- prior season. That's never been done in the NFL. So, in, in a lot of respects, we had the toughest road to get here. And we learned and we've known how to win close games. I think that's one of the great attributes of Andy Reid is that with Patrick Mahomes, we just have a knack for winning close games. And some people don't want to give us credit because we're not beating teams by multiple scores, but we're playing really good opponents. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, playing Josh Allen, uh, playing Justin Herbert twice. You know, I mean, there's some quality, quality teams that we've played, and we figured out ways to win those games. So last week against the Bengals, we were underdogs because of Patrick Mahomes' ankle, and we wind up going out and winning that game. Uh, this is going to be a close game, but I feel like the Chiefs uh, are going to be able to pull it out. They've been down this road before, and uh, we just hope that uh, we're the ones on the field when the con- confetti drops. Dan, what about in terms of score? You look for a higher scoring. Philly Curse got one of the top defenses in the league. Some people have misaligned Kansas City's defense. How do you look in terms of scoring for this game? I think it's going to be 33-24 Chiefs. Um, I feel like each offense will have opportunities to score. It's a matter of who who's the team that's going to tr- settle for field goals versus touchdowns. Uh, I, I've known Nick Sirianni since he was coaching here in Kansas City. Another great side story uh, for him to be here as a young coach. Uh, nowadays, you see a lot of coaches going forward on the fourth down inside the red zone as opposed to taking field goals. 
That's why I don't anticipate the Eagles kicking a lot of field goals. Uh, a lot of teams shy away from that because they're going against the MVP and Patrick Mahomes. And they know that field goals not normally are going to beat him. Uh, so with that being said, they're going to be successful sometimes. They're going to be in fourth and three, fourth and four, and go for it instead of trying to kick a long field goal. And those those drives might end up with touchdowns. So I feel like it's, if 33-24 is considered a, a high-scoring game, I guess that's what it, it is. But I, I think uh, each of these teams is going to put a, a strong effort and to leave everything on the field. Also, you know, question being a former pro that you are, I'm a high school basketball coach. I always tell people about going into the playoffs, teams that have been there before, coaches that have been there before, seem to have a little bit of edge because you can handle all the extras. The Super Bowl of all title games has the biggest fanfare, a whole week off, uh, Radio Row, all this stuff going in. How much does that go into the NFL for pro league? Does it, do you have an advantage been there, which Andy Reid, a lot of the Chiefs have been there compared to the Eagles, or is that once the game starts, it really don't matter? I think leading up to the game, the distractions are real. I mean, you consider like within a two-week period, actually a one-week period, you have to coordinate your family, your friends, tickets, everything that doesn't have to do with X's and O's on the football field. And then you get to settle into your role. Uh, but Andy Reid, like if you look at his resume throughout his career with the Eagles and the Chiefs, he's been phenomenal again when having extra time to prepare for other teams. Absolutely phenomenal. So I feel like this is, this is a place where this team has been before and these coaches have been before, and they're comfortable uh, with how they prepare for these types of games. And that kind of gives us a little bit of an edge. Now, we all know you still got to play the game, and the Eagles are going to have something to say about it. And I'm sure even though a lot of the pundits and experts are picking the Eagles, I guarantee as a former player, there's guys in that locker room that are <laughs> nitpicking the ones who didn't pick them. And those are the ones that they are highlighting in the Eagles locker room, who didn't pick us? Who's who's? Like, I'm sure in the post game, if the Eagles win, you're going to hear people counted us out, people doubted us. You're going to hear those same phrases, just like you probably would with the Chiefs. But what we do know is we have the two most dy- dynamic playmakers in the game playing in this game, and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, uh, two really good coaches, obviously, and uh, two teams, two organizations that have that extra chip on their shoulder that. They want to be able to lift that Lombardi trophy and, and give it to their fan base. Dan and Hughes, thank you so much for coming on the program. Super Sunday, a little bit more than 24 hours away. It should be going with Kansas City and Philadelphia. All the best and a safe travels to you. Thanks a lot. We look forward. I appreciate you guys having me. Look forward to a, a great game. We appreciate thank it you, as Dan. well. Have a good one. Dan and Hughes with us here as he is the Kansas City Chiefs broadcast Analyst on the radio side, our guest on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. And uh should be a fun one. He's going with a score, Ed, of 33-24 for KC. I can see that score happening. I could. A little, little bit out there. Got a text in on our 757 Sports Talk Twitter page. Kenneth in Virginia Beach wants to know what Indian River's record is on the basketball side of things. Uh, good question, Kenneth. I've got them at 9-10 and 10 overall, so there you have it. We'll come back and do our picks for Super Sunday. Risser, Franza, 
Young and Hatfield, it's all coming your way on the eve of Super Bowl 57 with our friends from Westwood One right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Final segment on this Super Bowl 57 Eve here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Larry King Law. Engineering Axton, you call 757-INJURED for Larry King. It's always the favorite segment for those out there. The pick segment for the final time here for the 2022-2023 campaign until we bring it back in September. Maybe we'll do a little March Madness NCAA tournament field. But uh, you have something to get out of the way before we do the picks here, Ed, and I'll go through the records. Yeah, so I had far. a text message. You, it's crazy. You got it text message from Kenneth. I got one from Kenneth in Chesapeake and, and they want to know Indian River so it must be t- um, People don't listen. Yeah, it must be a fan. I just said 9 and 10 when we went to break. So Indian. So if it's two different Kenneths or the same Kenneth, it has to be two different. All right, They're we nine just and said ten. 9 and 10. All right. Speaking of records, uh, Dino is leading the way at 10 and 2 straight up this postseason on the NFL picks. 2 and 0 with his dogs. Woof, woof. Richie Somerville picked for Risser the last time he was not here. They both went one and one, so it didn't really matter. Risser actually texted me his picks later. So AJ is nine and three straight up, eight and four against the number. I am eight and four against the spread, seven and five straight up here in the playoffs, but just one and two on the lock picks. Ed, you usually beat me in the playoffs, but it's not happening this year. Five and seven straight up, five and seven against the spread, zero oh and three on the lock. So here we go, fired up, and we will say good morning to our brand manager on our sister station. Fox Sports, 1310 AM, Mr. Dino Franza, who is waiting for that first pick for the Chicago Bears. Good morning, Dino. Uh, good morning. Uh, how are you today? We're doing well. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. Just taking care of a few things because it's a Saturday, and that's the kind of day that uh, you know you have time to take care of some things that you kind of neglected. So that's what I'm doing. And, and Dino, <laughs> your stress level is really relaxed because you're not in here covering the board for Ed Young only show. Yeah. Like oh last yeah, week. last week. Uh yeah, that was a little traumatizing, I have to admit. You you should get double pay because I didn't do what I was supposed to. I had a lot of fires to put out. Virginia was in with my tournament. I had to do a TV interview by the way when the, when the when the uh young lady from the uh ABC 13 uh Julie Haskins asked me to be on camera. I couldn't say no to that. So I was busy with that and you know, that's what it is. But Ed's going to be super busy today, too, you know, because he's doing analyst work with me today on the Odie Wins basketball broadcast. So, uh, double duty for Edward today. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Getting a little uh, extra air time. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. We're just going to have to tell him we got to take breaks. He can't go till the, you know, to the end of time. So, oh, good. Yeah. See, Dino likes that because yeah. he ain't got to worry about being back yeah. here at the station. Yeah. Rich, you got to deal with me. Yeah. All right. So, what is your pick today, Dino, for KC Philly? And you got any heads or tails or prop selections you want to add to your special today? Oh, you know, I haven't even thought about those prop bets, and there's so many of them, yes. too. Ed's guaranteeing um, heads, by the way, if you want to know. He's guaranteeing heads. He's guaranteeing heads. So that means I'll go tails. There you go. It never <laughs> fails. You got it. You're, you're on point, Dino. Uh, well, you know, I, I was listening to your uh, guest that you just had on in the mm-hmm. last segment, and I, I'm going to kind of lean the way he is leaning in this Super Bowl 57. I like the uh, Chiefs getting the points. Of course, you know, I like picking the dogs uh, throughout the season. Chiefs are the dog. They're getting a point and a half. So I'm going to go with uh, KC in that one. And uh, if you look at the total, it's uh, currently at 50 and a half. It started out at 49 and a half. It's 50 and a half. 
And I think uh, you're going to see a, a fairly high-scoring game, I believe, with these two offenses. Even though Philadelphia's defense is so good, everybody talks about that, and they can get to the quarterback. they got a lot of sacks. But we all know Patrick Mahomes gets rid of the ball quickly, and he can be elusive. And uh, I'm looking on the other side of the ball, too, for the Chiefs defensively. You know, we know uh, the reputation of Steve Spagnolo, how they like to uh, blitz, and I believe they're going to want to put some pressure on Jalen Hurts, which they may get to him and rattle him somewhat, but at the same time, that's going to open up some big plays possibly downfield for uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. So I think they're going to score points too. So I'm going to take the over 50-and-a-half, and like I said, KC plus the uh, point-and-a-half is my uh, dog in this game. All right, and then we're going to do a pick and an MVP. So the winner, the closest to it's going to get a free Virginia Preps Classic T-shirt. There you go. You don't get a car. You don't get, like, a new house or anything like that. You get a Virginia Preps T-shirt, you know. So give us an MVP and a score pick, if you don't mind. Uh, score pick. Let's go with, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, say, 33. I'm going to go 33-28, KC. Okay. 3328 and I'll go with uh well I'll go with Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. Makes sense. All right, so that's Dino's selection here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Rister, you're up next because you have the second best percentage this postseason. So Dino is going with 11 field goals for the game. I'm just 11? No, he's not. He's got a <laughs> missed extra point, maybe a safety. You never know. <laughs> uh, one thing to bring up that I, I, I did the, the research on here, you know in the history of the national anthem, since there have been over-under betting, yeah. there have been two pushes. Really? Two of them. Lady Gaga and Kelly Clarkson, of all people. All right. It makes me want to change it. But Well, Ed and I are going over with Stapleton tomorrow. He's going to go I think I, I do think as yeah. well, yeah. So going with the, the Chiefs here, I'm, I'm kind of right there with Dino, and the score was actually pretty close as of what I was thinking. Maybe not 11 field goals here, but I think 34-28. Uh, Kansas City. I, I just I think that that offense, or at least Patrick Mahomes, you just can't stop him. We see him throw the ball behind his back, beside his back, whichever way he can throw it. Without looking, he can do it. And uh, again, earlier we talked about the mistakes and turnovers. I think Jalen uh, Hurts is going to have the one big turnover that's going to be that that defensive touchdown for Kansas City. I'm taking him 34-28. All right. Well, the one thing that worries me, and you're going Mahomes as the MVP. Correct. All right. The one thing that worries me is the MVP of the regular season is 0 for the last eight in Super Bowls. The last guy to win it, my guy that played it in the desert with the cards, although he did it with the Rams, Kurt Warner in 1999. So that's a little bad omen possibly for Mahomes. But I do think the thing that Dan and Hughes brought up with us about the experience that Ed asked to, I think that's going to play a factor here. I think people thought, you know, Philly's the more well-rounded team, the better team. They probably are position by position. But with that coach and Andy Reid, that quarterback in Mahomes. Don't forget about Travis Kelsey, who will be my MVP pick, by the way. I think Kelsey has a huge day. I'm going to call it for 13 catches, a buck 87, and two, maybe even three scores. I'm going to go KC 29, Philadelphia 27. Eagles lead it at halftime, but the Chiefs come back and win it in the fourth quarter. There you have it. Ed, are you going to make it a sweep here? We're all going Kansas City. No love for Philly. You are from Pennsylvania. And well, here he goes. Here he goes, Eagles since fans. Here he I'm goes. I'm dead last with no chance whatsoever to do anything. And everybody. Wait, wait, wait. You got 500 plus wins. Don't don't play the what was me no, card. That's, that's high school basketball. That has All nothing right. to do with it. This is fantasy. I'm talking in fantasy football. I'm way behind. Give me the Eagles. Ooh, what's your score pick? 24 23. Wow. And your MVP. 
Go outside the box. Pick Josh Sweat. Why not? No, a defensive Peyton guy Manning. will never. Who was the last never? one? Never. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chuck never. Holly. Chuck Holly was you the last the one. the last one wasn't, uh, was it, look it up here, Bristol. I think it was Dexter Jackson with the Bucks. maybe. Didn't he have two picks or something? I think it was, I think it was it's a defensive guy. It's extremely guys. rare. That, it, it is rare, but it's happened relatively uh, recently. Let me see here. The last defensive player, was it, uh, I know it was Von Miller with the Broncos. That's who it was. It was Von. But then, uh, I think it was, yeah, six, Dexter got one. Six from tackles, Bucks. two and a half sacks. And uh, one pass defender. Malcolm Smith. But there's only been three defensive players since 2003. Jackson, Malcolm Smith, and Von Miller. Could this be the game, though, where they get a pick six or a fumble, something that swings the game? A couple of sacks on Patty Mahomes. Who's your MVP? You going to go with Hurts? I, I just, it's hard to go not to go with Hurts. So, All right. give me give me Hurts. Well, it hurts to go with Hurts. It does hurts. You don't want the Hurts donut. <laughs> I already gave that out earlier. All right. That's not going to work. Not going to work here. So, all right. Uh, here's the special prop. You know, everybody is loving uh, the the back for the Eagles, Kenneth Gainwell. I have seen on every imaginable TV, radio show, internet. Dino, I don't know if you've been keeping up with some of these props and some of these shows. They are all guaranteeing him to go over 12 and a half receiving yards. And I mean, he's a nice player, but I'm like, what if he like twists his ankle on the first play he comes in from Miles Sanders? I just think it's nothing's a guarantee with these props with the players because you never know how a game goes. If you have been in the run, an injury. It's so fluky and shaky to me, but people swear up and down it is a guaranteed stone-cold lock for Kenneth Gainwell. Interesting. We'll have to keep our uh, eyes open on that one. Watch him get no catches at all, AJ. And you look at the Eagles. I mean, they've in the past they've somewhat defended or uh, sorry, abandoned the run. You know, with yeah. Miles Sanders. So I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility for Gainwell to have 50 yards, but depending on their game plan. Well, I've seen both the rushing yard prop, which I think is like around 20 or 30 yards, and then but the receiving yards is the one everybody is locking in everywhere I see, and he's a backup running back for crying out loud. They're locking in receiving yards. I, I don't get it. Some of these guys spend a little too much time in front of the computer screen. I do that myself, but that's going to do it. Enjoy the uh, big game, Dino, and uh, do the same, Risser. We'll talk to you guys again soon here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio. Don't forget ODU basketball. The ladies coming up with the 130 Toyota pregame show. Then the men after us with Ed Young and your truly on the call. Ed, we'll see you over there at Chartway Arena. Get ready for the hoops for the cure game. You got your pink on? You don't. Uh, I'm going to find some paint to get it on, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. Looking forward to have it, having it happen. Keep it tuned to your sports connection. Local, high school, college, and pro. We have it all for you, including Super Bowl 57 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.